You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato with Red Property. And today we have a unique guest here with us, Jonathan Pritchard. And he is a highly sought after consultant and speaker specializing in the area of applied psychology in both life and business. And we're going to talk about how it relates to investing and the real estate industry as a whole. So really excited to have him on. He's had clients such as BP, State Farm, United Airlines, so some major Fortune 500 companies. Uh, he's the founder of a international consulting company called the Hellstrom Group, and that has trained teams to improve their sales, negotiation tactics, and presentation skill and presentation skills. Uh, so really excited to have him. His his real background uh, is is traveling the world as a mentalist, which is a well, we'll get to that a little bit, but uh, it's it's basically a unique type of entertainer specializing in mind reading tricks. So we can apply this to the real estate industry as it relates to psychology and negotiation and um, you know motivation. you know behind if you're trying to get a deal, what's the motivation behind the seller and some negotiation tactics. So very excited to have him on here. Uh, Jonathan's currently recording uh, from Asheville, so. Very, very excited to have him uh, on the show. Thanks for coming on. Hey, man. Really appreciate the invitation. Thanks for having me. Excellent. So talk to us about your program, how you have been able to uh, use psychological, applied psychology to help, you know, all different types of businesses um, improve, you know, their marketing sales and delivery. Thanks. It's a... That's a long answer, so I'll, I'll try to keep it as short as I can. The, the fastest way that I've learned to try to communicate what it is that I do and how I help my clients is, okay, really think for a minute of, of how your life and business would be better if you could genuinely, ethically read minds. Right? Like, how, how would that help out? Okay, well, I help you do that without the supernatural skill of being psychic, because most most people like to focus on the technical or the tools or the systems and forget the human beings that are behind everything. So if you understand how people work, then your client acquisition gets easier, your client retention gets better, your marketing gets more effective, your sales conversations are really easy at that point, your negotiations are are so much more smooth because you're not coming at it as a combative kind of a thing. You're two people working together to find awesome solutions. And even if that other person wants to come at it from the combative standpoint, you can help diffuse a lot of that win-lose mindset. So it's kind of one of those things that is the the turbocharger for every business, every life that most people think they either have and don't have or don't even realize is a thing that they could work on. They're, they're so focused on the tactics and, and the details that 
you fail to appreciate, oh, yeah, if I understand how a person works, then I can design strategies and processes that work with that human instead of at odds. So most of the time, if, if you don't have the results you're looking for, it's almost always a lack of understanding of psychology and motivation. Got it. So, uh, what what type of, uh, you know, t- whether they're tactics or um, skill sets that you help companies with? Like, what are the main, like, what are the main ones you help people with? To whether it's uh, improve that skill, or if they don't have any negotiation skill at all, or whatever the skill may be. Uh, what are the top, I guess, five that you see that you you kind of help improve? Because, like you said. A lot of people in sales or whatever business they're in, um, you know, don't look at solving problems together with a potential client or whatever. And it really changes your mindset, especially for for me as well, uh, when you're coming at it from a different approach. So is that just like one of the approaches that you, you, you kind of teach? And what are some other ones? It is. The kind of meta skill is storytelling is really what it is, because we humans are narrative creatures. We can't help but to have a story about how my day is going, what's happened, why so-and-so did whatever to me. Anything is a story. And it all boils down to establishing and maintaining trust with your audience. Because your audience is trusting you to not waste their time that whatever you're going to share with them is worth their attention and saying no to everything else that they could be doing. And instead they're going to focus on you and what you're sharing with them. Okay. At least don't bore me is it. So your marketing should be storytelling about value that they need or your sales is about solving the problem that they have and the problem that they have is the story about their situation, where they want to go, and why they think they can't get there. So if you can tell the story of your client, customer, whatever, if you can tell their story better than they can, then they go, oh man, this guy's clear the expert. He he gets me. He really knows what, what I'm trying to do. And he said it in about two minutes, whereas it took me an hour to get around to being able to explain my ideas. So, okay, I'm going to trust his advice and guidance on how to solve this problem or avoid the consequences of the issue or get the return on invest, like whatever it is that you're trying to do or get or accomplish. If you can tell their story better than them, you win every time. And is there is there a way to do that in terms of, like you said, two minutes or less? Um, and like, how do you really understand what their problem is quickly? Or is that like a skill that you just develop over time? Um, like, like, how do you determine what the problem is and then basically repeat it back to them so quickly, um, you know, without them really even telling you? Right. There is a skill to it. And if you're the expert, you've been in the same conversation a thousand times with a thousand different leads, a thousand different clients. So you've seen the five or six basic reasons why somebody would come to you. 
and the details might change, but really the fundamentals are there. I don't have enough leads. I don't, right? Whatever those problems are, you've seen it a thousand times. The trick, though, is asking questions and having your customer, your client, trust you enough to give you an honest answer. And that's not easy to do because most salespeople, anybody who's trying to pitch something, it's clear, I want your money. And if your lead understands that you're in it for you instead of in it for helping them, then they're going to give you a whole bunch of lies and they may not even be aware that they're lying to you. They just won't feel comfortable bearing their soul to you. So the first trick is establishing that trust and communicating through your thoughts, your words, and your actions that I'm here to help you. And I genuinely want you to be better off after working with me. So help me understand your current situation. At that point, your lead's going to give you honest answers. And you can't jump ahead beyond that process of asking about their situation. So you can't explain their situation before they've explained it to you. Because if you jump that process, you're going to get some details wrong, and then your lead is going to think, ah, they don't, they don't really understand me. They don't get it. And, and they're not on board with you at all. So you can only go as fast as your lead is capable of explaining their situation to you. So that could take 30 minutes, an hour, whatever that takes. Only then can you go, I have a really good idea of where you are, where you want to be, and, and why you're here. So let me, let me test my understanding here. Boom, 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 boom. You just outlined it and recapped their hour in those two or three sentences. And it's essentially the same recap as every other lead you've talked to because this is your world. This is what you do. This is what you're the expert at. So you can swap in their details for, for everybody else's. And now they go, man, I couldn't have said that better myself. And you go, excellent. Okay. At that point, now your lead understands that you understand them. Counterbalance that with your lead starts in on explaining their problem and they get about halfway through and you realize, okay, they're dealing with issue 7B of my world of understanding what's going on. So out of 10 problems they could have, they have the seventh problem of the second flavor. Okay, cool. You jump in mid-sentence and go, yeah, 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 you're dealing with this, this, and this. Here's the, here's the solution. Your lead's not going to feel like you understand what, what they're talking about because he's not a mind reader. How could he know what I was going to say? He just cut me off, and I don't like him. And now you just destroyed that rapport and trust that you had. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, what else is there to help improve that skill? I mean, obviously, you lead, you start out with that, um, and that's really the – it sounds like it's the crux around – the conversation is how that's how you lead. That's how you open. And then that obviously creates a dialogue. So how do you, how do you 
get to the close, you know, how do you get to a close, um, you know, from leading in that way instead of going in with the hard sell right. or whatever you're trying to do. Right. Instead of going farther into the conversation, you have to go higher in the general strategy of why you're having the conversations in the first place. And to help appreciate the context, as you mentioned in the intro, my background is as a performer, as an entertainer that specializes in using applied psychology to make it look like I can read minds, predict the future, uh, influence decisions, all sorts of kind of ESP skills. I, I can demonstrate those. Well, there's two ways to plan a show. The first one is I'm the rock star because I'm the one with the special skills that the audience doesn't have, and I'm the most important character in this whole experience. Okay, that's interesting to some people. The second way would be I've devoted my life to understand you and to know what you're capable of even though you don't know it yet. So my job is to be a facilitator for your awesomeness. So now the whole show is me making you the star and helping you accomplish things that you think is impossible. So of those two shows, which flavor is going to get you start raving fans? The second one. Most salespeople, most negotiators are coming from the first flavor. I'm the rock star. I'm the deal maker here. I'm awesome. And this other person doesn't even know what's about to hit them. So you can't get to the close as easily in the first version than if you take the second approach. And you genuinely have to believe in that second approach then it informs your marketing, then it informs your sales. From those two stages, your negotiation is a continuation of that collaborative conversation rather than, okay, yeah, the niceties are done, but now let's get to brass tacks and now we're playing hardball. So a lot of people kind of play at being a friend in the sales conversation, then flip into, all right, it's time to get my negotiating gloves on and, and let's box. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. If, however, you're the guide to help the other party be the the winner, well, then it's super easy. It's It's ridiculously easy to find creative solutions that everybody wins with. However, that is a huge challenge for a lot of big ego, I'm better than everybody else approach that, you know, you kind of have to have to want even want to get into sales in the first place, just having the gumption like, yeah, I could sell anything. Like, okay, that's great. It's now more of a general philosophy thing of, of, oh, who was it that said it? Name always escapes me of uh, help enough people get what they want and you'll get everything that you want. So instead of taking from, from your customers and clients, it's more of I'm giving you the advice and guidance to free you up to get more of what you're looking for and 
I just happen to get what I'm, I'm looking for too. So to me, that's a much better way to go about it. And that's why I don't care how many tactics, I don't care how many strategies I share with anybody if they're still stuck in flavor one that I'm the rock star, any number of tactics are going to fall flat because the idea behind how they're going to implement them is 180 from how you have to think about your relationship with your clients. That's excellent. Can you talk about the importance of having, if it is important to you, the importance of having patience in these sales conversations or negotiation conversations, I've found patience to be like truly a virtue, even though that's an old saying, and you might not get whatever the sale, if you're trying to sell a piece of property or you're trying to sell an investment idea on the first meeting, but on the second one, you'll get it. Or on the third one, you'll get it. It's more of having a, a longer term you know, strategy when you're talking to someone. You mentioned you're having a conversation about, let's say, you know, you're trying to sell a product or service and you're sitting down with a potential client and you have chit chat, small talk for 10 minutes. And then you go, all right, well, now it's time to talk about business. For me, like you said, I don't, I don't do that, but we always end up talking about it somehow. And usually the salesperson isn't the one who brings it up. It's the client. If you don't bring it up, that's what I've noticed. So I don't know if you've had similar experiences with your clients um, but I just want to talk a little bit about the patience aspect more. Yeah, man, that's a really big can of worms for sure. And patience is fractal. It shows up at every level of of business down to, like I mentioned earlier, where your lead is explaining their problem and you've identified it at two sentences in and they still have another 10 minutes of sharing left. And now you have to have the patience to hear them out at their pace instead of going, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what well, you're really talking about and cut them off. Well, that ruins the rapport. On the general sales cycle, I love longer sales cycles. I love it. Everybody wants the fish jumping in the boat and to land a whopper that they didn't have to work for. Well, anybody could do that and get lucky that 1% of the time where that huge deal closes on the first call. Okay, great. Most of your business is going to require work. The longer the sales cycle, that usually means it's a bigger deal, more moving pieces, more parties invested. And if you know how to navigate those opportunities, Nobody else is going to have the patience to really sit through a year-long sales cycle. Well, nobody else is going to get that year-long deal that's worth a year's worth of pay for one deal. Well, the longer you're in the industry, that year is going to pass anyway. So sure, get those freebies on the front end. Have a mind for the long-term game of somebody doesn't sign with you that once. And then you can you can point blank say, this is just me looking into my crystal ball that I understand that price is an issue and that you didn't budget 
for the size project you're looking for and that my fees are more than you were expecting. Here's my prediction, though, is you'll go with the cheap guys. They're going to waste your time and money for the next six months before you realize that they're not delivering the results that you were promised. And now you're going to be six months later, you're going to be out that money and time and the results that you could have gotten over the six months of working with me. And then you're going to go, oh no, everything he predicted came true. And then I'll still be here. And then we'll pick it up where we left off. And I can't tell you the number of times that I've had people come back and go, Jonathan, you, you're a mind reader. That's exactly what happened. Now we're in a worse spot. I don't know how we're going to afford you, but we can't afford not to hire you. So how do we work this out? And then they come back. So if your goal is to sign them on call number one, you are guaranteed not going to be that trusted advisor that they will come back to after they've been through the trenches of not working with you. So if you deal with everybody with that same integrity, that same level of here's what's going to happen, and then it comes true, well, that's a huge plus in the Jonathan understands this world better than I did, so I should have been working with him from step one. So if you have that kind of patience, then there's no way that the quick, fast-talking, slick sales guy can win in the long run against you. Yeah, I love that longer-term sales cycle. I can't tell you how many times I've spoken to even some of my clients and um, just other business owners that whether they're changing industries or they're starting a new business and they have a specific goal and it's great to have goals. Um, but you know, especially like you said, the longer you've been in the industry and the longer you've had success, the better your relationships start to grow and your business, you know, develops. A lot of times I see people trying to get rich quick, especially in the real estate industry. Um, and it's, and it's, it's really a fallacy. And especially, you know, when you have people, you know, including myself who have been in it a while, we didn't get rich quick in the first six months or first year, you know, it took time. I mean, it took years. Um, So a business like, you know, real estate, you know, I I, I totally agree with you in terms of, I like the longer term sales cycle, especially if you love what you're doing and you plan to at least be in your industry that could change. Anything could change, but um, I really like that mindset shift. Uh, Any final thoughts as we we start to uh, wind down, Jonathan? Basically there's no business insight, tactic, or strategy that's going to make up for a personal issue that's showing up in your business. So business is going to be one of the most difficult self-improvement environments on the planet. And before you start looking out there, the answer is almost in here that drives the creation of a lot of the issues that your business deals with. So a lot of what people think are tool issues or platform issues are really mindset issues showing up in their business. So take a step back, 
and take some time to understand how you think about things. I love it. How can my audience find out more about you? The the easiest one for me to say is the the website milliondollarmindreader.com. So that's me and kind of my hub of all the different businesses and projects that I've got going. So if you're on social media, Twitter is where I tend to be the most active and milliondollarmindreader.com will have a link to that as well. So yeah, I would love to connect with anybody that's interested in how to use psychology to power up. Excellent. And we look forward to posting that on our social media platform. So we'll have a link to Jonathan's Twitter and other, you know, a website as well. So you can feel free to reach out to him or learn more about him and his programs. Very excited to have him on. And if you liked what you heard and or saw today, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. It would really help Jonathan and myself get our message out to a greater audience. That's just the way it works. So we would really appreciate that and really uh, grateful to have him on again and hope to have him on again soon. Thank you very much, Jonathan. My pleasure, man. Thanks.